What's up, guys? Robert Bentulin here. I'm joined by Nathan Wasserman. We're going to talk about uh, March Madness, give us our picks and brackets from the tournament, uh, and give us our, your, your final four, and we're going to give you our winner. So, what's up, Nate? What's up, man? It's second best day of the year behind Thanksgiving, and uh, super excited. Yeah, I love uh, the tournament. It's my favorite sporting event of the year. Um, I love this tournament simply because every year it happens. You always have that one team that no one expects to do anything. And they usually go to like the Elite Eight or the Final Four. We saw it last year with uh, the Peacocks. What was their first name again? I totally forgot. It's another name. St. Peter's. Peter's. That's what it was. Yeah. And then uh, coach coaches get a big job. And then, yeah. But that's why I love this tournament because I always want to see the one or two teams that go pretty far. Um, I'll give it up to you first. What region you want to start with? You know, I, I I want to start with the South. I think it's the easiest region this year, most straightforward. Um, they they really did right by the number one overall seed, Alabama. I thought. Yeah, let's uh talk about Bama for a second. Obviously, they have Brandon Miller. Um, look, I've been since I talk a lot about the NBA now. I love to study prospects. Um, I actually have him as my second guy overall. Uh, I think uh his defensive versatility, his shot making, uh his playmaking, he follows every shot he shoots. This guy has a chance to be the number one player coming out of college, obviously not in the draft because of Wembenyama, but he has a legitimate case to go number two, but he's obviously, in my opinion, the best player in college basketball. So uh, I do agree that Alabama should be the number one overall seed because they've just been dominant all year. Yeah. And I mean, they, when they beat teams, they beat teams. Them and Houston have a way of just kind of absolutely out athleticing a team and just beating them by 20, 30 points. Uh, I think there, there was a game this year where Bama beat Vandy by, like, 50. Um, and Vandy was a good team. They were arguably a tournament team. So we could see some absolute blowouts in the tournament from Alabama. Um, and these other top teams, as good as they are, they don't have the capacity for that. So that's what just puts Bama in another bracket, is their ability to sometimes just absolutely just blow the doors off of a team. Um, I mean, and it makes sense. When you look at their, like, their recruits, they have – I believe one, two, three, four, they have six former top 40 recruits on the team that all play big minutes. A lot of these teams that get a bunch of top recruits, maybe they're freshmen, they don't play that much. And Bama, they all play. They've all kind of stayed around for at least a while. Of course, Miller's a freshman. Um, But, you know, and that really helps when you have that athleticism from all the top recruits. And they're all actually, they turn out and they're able to play. So that's why Bama is where they are right now. Um, and honestly, I think they're probably the championship favorites. Yep. Uh, they're really good. Uh, let's talk about their opponent, Texas A&M, uh, CC. Uh, Nate, I'll give you the floor on this team. Cause I have no idea uh, about their season. I know most of the teams, but obviously not this one. They're a 16 seed. I'm not going to lie. Don't know too much about the 16 seeds either. Other than fairly Dickinson. Cause I was watching a little bit last night. Um, I'm not giving them a chance in this game. Um, if you're especially, they're, they're not the type of one seed that's going to get beaten by a 16. It's it's not Alabama. They're too athletic, um, too dominant in, in that regard. Um, they're not susceptible to a loss by a 16 seed. There's no scheme that's going to stop them. They're not relying on any tricks like Virginia was. Um, I, I think Alabama is going to cruise to a, an embarrassing victory in round one. Yeah. Um. If anyone was picking up an upset, this is not the one, in my opinion. Uh, I wouldn't even try to get cute here for the people at home doing their bracket. Just uh, take the best team here, uh, the championship potential favorite here. 
Um, well, they are the number one overall seed, so they technically are the favorites to win it all. Uh, last thing on Alabama, um, do you think Brandon Miller will play the whole tournament considering the charges he had, or I shouldn't say the charges he has against him or the alleged things he has against him? I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think if uh, at this point something would have been done already. Uh, so I do think that uh, for anyone betting or choosing Alabama to win it all, I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. Oh no. Sorry. I I would not worry about him not playing the tournament. He's not going to be suspended. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's get to um the next game, Maryland at West Virginia. Um, Maryland is a really good basketball team, but I'm not going to lie, Nate. I'm taking West Virginia here simply because I like Bob Higgins as a coach. I think he does a good job. Um, I I I think these are the these are like the toughest games because eight and nine is they're virtually the same. But Maryland's had a good season. They have a good backcourt. I just trust West Virginia and the coaching staff a little more. So I'm taking West Virginia over Maryland. And I, that makes a lot of sense to take West Virginia with Bob Huggins and all that. I mean, he has a ton of tournament experience. He always seems to win his games. Um, but that being said, West Virginia was very unimpressive to me all season. I know they played in the tough Big 12. I think it's a little overrated. I saw Maryland hand Miami their only double-digit loss of the season. They beat us by 18. Of course, that was early before Miami figured stuff out. That was our first back-to-back of the year. Um, so so there were some other factors at play there. But Maryland's a very athletic team. I think they can kind of withstand West Virginia's pressing ways. West Virginia doesn't have the talent they've had in other years, and Maryland really does. I actually think Maryland may be a little underseated at eight. I think they're a very, very good basketball team. And I expect Maryland to take this game. And I'll go even further. I expect them to give Alabama some fits. Not necessarily beat Alabama, but they will give Alabama some fits in round two. Maybe give them a closer game than they're comfortable with. All right, you heard it here first. Um, Look, I'm not going to argue with you. It's a 9-8. Maryland's had a good season. I don't disagree. Honestly, I'm taking the coaching. I just think having this much experience and going into the tournament does have a benefit. Um, I I know West Virginia – Hasn't been playing great. I know they're in a tough conference, but still, I, I I'm taking West Virginia. I think what are they the Mountaineers, right? West Virginia Mountaineers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, gonna be an interesting game for sure. Uh, let's get to you want you have any last thoughts on that one? Um, no, I I think I think that's um, I think that's all. I, I mean, I I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a very close game. Um, but I'm just gonna take Maryland on the sheer fact that. They've just impressed me more this season. Gotcha. All right, let's get to San Diego State, Charleston. I'll give you this one, Nate. You can go first. Okay. This is a very popular upset pick in everyone's bracket. Um, and really? I'm honestly going right along with it. The Mountain West, to me, has been so overrated by all of the metrics in the committee this year that it led to them overseeding the teams. Um, like, a lot, of the, a lot of the net rankings and all that stuff have, like, most of the Mountain West team's strength of schedules in like the top five. I don't know how that happened in the formula, um, but it did. So San Diego State is here on the strength of a very hard strength of schedule. I mean, they essentially have the same record, very similar record as Miami, and they got the same seat as Miami. Miami's in the ACC. San Diego State's in the Mountain West. It's not the same. Um, and Charleston at 31-3 and three, probably played not that different of the schedule as San Diego State. I know, obviously – not it's not the it's it's hard I mean, it's easier in the mountain west but it's not that different so whatever glitch in that system that led people to overvalue these mountain west teams i'm not sure but i'm going to take charleston the 12-5 matchup just like everybody else here um san diego state flames out in the tournament every year 
they're always they always seem to be overseeded. Everyone always thinks, oh, they're a great team, and they never really do it. They, they never make any noise. So I'll take Charleston, um, who's had an incredible season, by the way. Um, and and I think Charleston wins the game. Wow. I honestly I had no idea that that was a popular upset pick. Um, I did know that Charleston only lost three games. Um I've been seeing a lot on TV. They are a very popular team to talk about, but uh, I'm going to take San Diego State here. Um, they have a good coach. I know the Charleston's coach is pretty good too. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't watch many games of either team, but I do know that they have a couple guards. They have a senior guard named Adam Psycho. He's pretty good, 6'3". Um, he can score pretty well. Uh, I haven't looked at Charleston's rock record, but I our roster, but I do know they're, they've lost three games. Again, like I said, you have more knowledge when it comes to teams like this than I do in this perspective, so I will take your hunch, but I'm still going to go San Diego State here just because um, I just think uh, they're the better team. But we're going to see. Three losses is obviously eye-opening for sure for Charleston. Yeah, and I mean, obviously all these games can go either way. Charleston did play um, North Carolina early in the season at North Carolina and lost by 16 points, so it's not like they've impressed against major conference opponents but their other two losses were by one and four all season so this after that game and that was back when north Carolina was number one um maybe only losing by 16 there wasn't that big of a deal they did beat virginia tech um and who was who's a pretty good team this season and the rest of their games were against kind of suspect competition but they won every single game um and they, they beat tech, kent state who's in the tournament as well um and so yeah, other than a one-point loss to Drexel and like a four-point loss um, to uh, Hofstra, they won every single game. So Interesting. All right. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on that for people at home. Take an eye on Charleston. Maybe you should want to consider them to pick them. Um, all right, let's get to Virginia Furman. Honestly, Nate, I'm not going to lie. I don't know why. I know Virginia won the championship, uh, what was it, five or six years ago of Kyle Guy, but – they're like the one team every year I just can't trust. I'm not picking an upset in the first round, but uh, I do think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think Furman is – I actually think they're a little bit underseeded. I think they should be a little higher. But uh, I'm taking Virginia, but I could see this being like a two- or three-point game. Yeah, this is – Virginia all season has been overrated to me. They have a lot of wins. Um, a lot of that's because, I mean, their scheme works in the regular season. And it's worked in the ACC year after year for whatever reason. But teams in the tournament have particularly performed very well against them. Virginia's kind of faded late in the season. Um, They've lost some kind of easy games to poor opponents. Um, Like Furman's better than Boston College, who beat Virginia very recently. And I I expect um, this to be a very close game, maybe one-two possession game, like you're saying. Um, And a lot of the reason to this is why Charleston is actually a very popular Sweet 16 pick, um, believe it or not. I, I think they're the most popular um, 12-seed Sweet 16 pick I, I think I saw. Um, because Virginia or Furman, whoever wins this game, people do not trust them to win the next game as well. Um, but, but yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm going to pick Virginia in this game. Um, but do not be surprised if Furman wins. Um, just I, I think... Oh, I'm going to trust the outcome possibility where Virginia just wins by 15 and there's no possibility where Furman wins by 15. Um, so, but I really, this is a 60, 40 game. Um, and if you're looking for an upset, if you're going to try to go crazy, you could pick Charleston and Furman and then take one of those teams to go to the Sweet 16 if you really want to go crazy. But 
I am taking Virginia in this game. Not not like I took like I took Charleston in the other one, Virginia in this one. Yeah, I agree with you. Um it's always it's it's I heard someone say the other day, this is completely true. Don't ever bet on Virginia in the first round, but always bet on them in the second round upset because because <laughs> they always somehow choke. I know they won six or five years ago or four years ago, Kyle Guy, but uh I just it's hard to trust Virginia, man, every year. So we'll see. Um, but I do think this will be a close game. Uh, honestly, it would not surprise me if Furman won, but I, I'm not going to go that far. So I do have Virginia winning that game. Um, let's get to uh, Creighton, NC State. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I think Creighton go pretty far. I'm taking Creighton here. Um, I believe uh, Doug McDermott's dad coaches his team still, right? I believe so. He, he definitely used to be the coach, and I think he still is. Yeah. Uh, Creighton is very known for their three-point shooting. They always have elite shooters. Um, it would not surprise me if if Creighton makes a run here. Everyone's really high on Creighton this year. I think the advanced analytics really like them. But I think this this game did a disservice to both teams, pitting them against each other. Like, I know Virginia's a four, but this is an example of someone who's overseeded. I think Creighton at six and NC State at 11 were very underseeded teams. Um, this is a tough matchup. You know, I really like NC State. Um, I, they have some games where I watch them and I just don't understand what they're doing. And other games I watch them and I think they're the best team in the country. So it depends which NC State shows up. Um, but I'm going to bet on the good NC State showing up today like they do in more than half their games. And the good version of NC State is really like a top 10 team in the country and Creighton and no version is a top 10 team in the country. So I'm going to take NC State to win this game. And I think this is a um, a potential upset pick you can get in there that maybe not everyone's making because I know a lot of people are high on Creighton. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to uh, Baylor USCSB. Um, I'm going to take Baylor here. Uh, they have a pretty good coach. They won the national championship a couple of years ago. Um, I really like this Baylor team. I don't think they're going to go all the way, but I do think they can get out of the first round. And by the way, US, UCSB is another team you want to sleep on. I do think this is a game they could win. Um, I, I actually think they should be like a 12 or 13 seed. I think 14 is a little too low for them because they they can shoot the ball, but uh, I'm, I'm still taking Baylor. If I, if I remember correctly, UCSB was actually a 12 seed last year. I think they were a popular upset pick last year. They didn't get the win. Um, but, yeah, this year Baylor's too tough of an opponent for me to pick an upset in this game. I think Baylor, they, they, they're battle-tested. They were impressive all season, and they get the win in this game. Yep. All right, let's get to one of my favorite, one of my more favorite matchups. I think this is going to be the best game of the first round uh, in this in this bracket or in this conference, I should say. Um, Missouri, Utah State. Missouri has a really good basketball team, but I'm buying Utah State, man. I, I think uh, I think they're pretty good, dude. I really think they can beat Missouri, and I even think they can give uh, the next thing we're going to talk about a run for their money. But I'm I'm taking Utah State for now. You know, Utah State's another one of those analytics darlings. Um, when you look under the hood, again, they think their schedule schedules like top 10 or somewhere around there, which I think is an absolute joke. Um, Missouri played well in a really tough SEC. Um, I, I think Missouri is actually the far superior team. Um, and I, I think this is another one of those things where everyone's picking Utah State because all the metrics say they're so great, but I don't agree with the metrics. I think Missouri's <laughs> a better team. Gotcha. Okay. Agree to disagree there. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But it, I actually think this is going to be a very good game. I think this is going to be the best one in the conference. Uh, or in the, the – the, what do you call it? The, the South region. region. The region. region, yeah. 
All right, last one, Arizona, Princeton. Um, Nate, I'm not going to lie to you. There's, I have a couple of friends that I actually think Arizona can get to the Final Four. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, look, Princeton's a nice story. It's nice we have a Ivy League school in here. Um, they're not a joke. I mean, I looked them up. They're, they're, they have some pretty good shooters. They got a good team. But uh, I think beating Arizona is going to be a tough, tough match for them, a uh, tough ask. So I'm, I'm taking Arizona. Yeah, the Ivy League is no joke. Miami played Cornell earlier in the season, and they gave us a run for our money. Um, and Princeton obviously won out over Cornell in the Ivy League. Um, so Princeton's a serious team that can beat someone, but I, th- I think Arizona, after I mean, after their great season, I don't think they're losing in round one to uh, to Princeton. I, I, I do think Arizona's going to advance pretty far. I agree. I, it's kind of a shame. I wish Princeton was like a 13 or, or 12 seed because I actually think they could actually make up. A, I think they could beat a Virginia, for example. Um, right. But uh, yeah, Arizona is a tough ask. Um, all right, Nate, how about this? Let's just go through the whole South region and pick our winner for that one. And we'll just go because to come back again later on to South is going to be kind of confusing. Yeah. So let's just finish yeah. it off here. I'll, all right. I'll finish it off from the top. I'll kind of just go across. Sure. So, yeah, in round two, I'm taking Alabama over Maryland. I'm taking um, Virginia over Charleston, again, in a very close game. Um, I don't like it, but it, they're just the team that I think most likely is going to get out of there. Um, I, I give Virginia probably almost only a 35% chance to get out of there, but that's what I'm going with. Um, and, and then I got – I'm sticking with Baylor over NC State. Um, I know that's pretty chalky. Of me and I think NC State can absolutely win that game. It's more based off of again Baylor having the easier first round matchup. Um, whereas NC State's more in a 60-40 game, Baylor's in a 90-10 game. Um, and I'll take Arizona over Missouri State. So that, over Missouri. So that is all chalk for me heading into Sweet 16. Um and again, I'm gonna take Alabama over um Virginia. I think that's actually gonna be a blowout. Um, and I, again, in a chalk fashion, I'm going to take Arizona over Baylor and Alabama over Arizona. This is definitely my chalkiest region. There's a reason why I said, I don't think Alabama is going to be challenged very much. Um, I just think that there's not that much depth in this region. Um, the, really the only challenge to Alabama is Arizona here. Um, the rest of the teams are some nice teams that had some good seasons, but they're not teams that I really see making the final four run. Um, Virginia week four, San Diego state week five. Creighton is a stronger six, but NC State is a strong 11, I think, takes them out. So once you get there, I don't think a seven seed is really challenging Alabama. Um, and then really the only challenge comes from Arizona at the end, and I think Alabama takes the game. Gotcha. Um, I So obviously Alabama, West Virginia, I'm taking Alabama. Uh, then I have Charleston and Virginia, I'm taking Virginia. So that leaves Alabama and Virginia, I'm going to take Bama. And then the other side, we have Creighton Baylor. I'm taking Baylor. And then Utah State, Arizona, I'm taking Arizona. And then we have Baylor, Arizona, which I think is going to be a great game if it gets to there. Um, and I'm going to take Baylor, believe it or not. I just take the coaching. Uh, I, I think this guy is one of the better basketball coaches in college basketball. I think he does a really good job of what he has. Um, Arizona, honestly, I'm not going to lie, Nate. They have a tendency to always choke when they get farther in the tournament. They should have won last year, and I don't even think they made the Final Four, correct? Um, You are correct. They they flamed out in the Sweet 16 against the five seed. Yeah, they were they were my pick to win it all. Um, They have an outstanding player. I forgot his name on Arizona, but uh, I'm going to take the I, – I think coaching in these type of tournaments are so big. I, I heavily look into that a lot, so I'm going to take Baylor. 
And then I have obviously Bama Baylor in the in the in the final for the South region. And I'm gonna take Alabama. I do think they're that good. Um so that's my pick for that region. I think we both have Bama, correct? You're correct. And by the way, I think the player you're talking about is Tubelis, right? Yes, that's him. Yeah, he's out he's averaging like 20 points a game. Yeah, he's he's, he's a beast. Um it's gonna be interesting, man. Um, and before we move on to the next uh conference, uh you you do agree that that Bama should be the number one overall seed, and they are that good, in your opinion? I do agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I do think Bama should be the number one overall seed. I, there, you can honestly make an argument for Bama, Texas, or Kansas, um, but Bama's the one who got it, and they definitely gave them the easiest path of those three teams. Gotcha. All right. Um, or Houston. On Houston has a case also. We'll talk about Houston in a second. I have one uh, caveat for them that could kind of destroy them but we'll 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 get to, you want to start the midwest i want to talk about the canes for yeah, a bit let's so go to the midwest kind of all right let's start with houston north kentucky um look houston uh i would actually have them as number one overall seed if their their best player didn't get hurt their guard he's he's really really good he's unbelievable at times but uh, i i don't know what the word is if he's going to come back but i do know he's missing this first game i don't expect uh, Houston to slip at all. I think they're going to win pretty easily. Uh, so I'm taking Houston over North Kentucky. What about you? Yeah, even without Marcus Sasser, um, Houston is going to beat Northern Kentucky. They did lose to Memphis in the conference championship by 10 without him. Memphis is a very good team. I think that's maybe causing some people to get very excited about Memphis. Maybe too much so in the in the East region. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, without without Marcus Sasser, Houston is beatable, just not by Northern Kentucky. They're, yeah. they're not one of those teams that's too athletic to lose to a 16. I agree with that. And honestly, I'm not going to lie, dude. Uh, I've been seeing some reports uh, from people that I trust on Twitter and on TV that uh, Sasser could be out the whole tournament. Uh, there's a chance he can come back for the Sweet 16 if he, if they make it there, which I think they will. But, um, yeah, man, that that could be uh, a big deal for Houston. That's why I don't have him as number one overall. If they had Sasser, I actually think they would they would win the whole thing. They would have a very good chance, although I think their region is absolutely brutal, and we'll talk about that later. Yep. All right. Um, I'll give you this one first. Iowa and Auburn. This is a really tough game. Um, to me, this is the closest game of the tournament. Um, they're almost identical teams in their conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC. Um, Iowa flamed out in the first round last year with high expectations. Auburn in the second round with high expectations. Um and, and, you know, they both on a good day can beat a lot of teams and on a bad day can lose to a lot of teams. So it depends on which team shows up. I did pick Iowa in my bracket. I'm not confident about it. I would flip a coin in this game. I really would. Um, I'd give Iowa the slightly better chance to beat Houston, I would say, if it does come to that. But in round one, really flip a coin. And I took Iowa because you'll see what happens next. Yeah. Um, not going to lie, man. Uh, I'm with you. This is a very tough game. Uh, Bruce Pearl. I forgot the name of the coach for Iowa. I know he's been there forever. He's a really good coach as well. Um, just to have some fun, I'm, I'm actually taking Auburn here. Uh, not because I don't think Iowa's good. I just think that, I actually think this could be like a one point game. Uh, these teams are so evenly matched. Um, they both have obviously very different styles of play, but I still think uh, it's going to be really close. Um, give me Auburn, but I don't feel that's one of the ones I really don't feel confident about. But, uh, yeah, I, I have a hunch that Auburn could win this game. So, give me Auburn. So, we have Houston and Auburn in the round of 32. Um, I want to save the Canes for last. 
All right, fuck it. Let's well, let's do Indiana Kent State first. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see my message? Oh yeah, one second. Yeah, I have to go for like ten minutes right now, and I'll be right back. All right, let's talk about uh, Miami. Let's get to uh, let's do Indiana Kent State first. Um, okay. Indiana and Kent State. Indiana has a really good team. Uh, Mike Woodson is obviously their coach. In case you don't know who Mike Woodson is. Uh, he coached the Knicks for a long time. He's a really respective uh, NBA basketball coach, and he made the transition to college. I was a little skeptical at first, but, uh, yeah, he's been pretty well for them. Um, good players overall. Uh, I forgot the name of their best player. I know you know his name. Uh, so yeah, we'll start Trace first. Jackson Davis. That's what it is, Trace Jackson Davis. He's really good. Uh, I think he made first team this year. So Yeah, first team um, All-American. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. Um I'm going to take Indiana over Kent State. I actually don't think this is going to be close. I think they're going to blow them out. Uh, so give me Indiana. And you know, this is the Miami fan in me. I think Trace Jackson Davis is an awesome player. Um, he's 23, six foot nine. He's the type of guy that can really dominate in college. Kent State played a lot of really good teams really close this year. Of course, they didn't win, but um, let me kind of pull it up. So. I mean, well, they first of all they won the MAC. They they won the MAC championship ninety three to seventy eight over one seed Toledo. Um, that's like how they're playing right now. But early, so we know that right now they're hot. Earlier in the season, they played Gonzaga. They lost by seven. Um, they played Houston. They lost by five. They held Houston to forty nine points. Um, they they lost to Charleston by two. Um, you know, and these are all of course losses. But they show that Kent State can play with the big boys. Um, and so, you know, these all those teams are better than Indiana. And not Charleston, obviously, but but Gonzaga and Houston are better than Indiana. I think Kent State has a real chance in this game. I think it's it's I believe it's the last or one of the last games of the uh the first round. Um it's on Friday night late. And you know, I think Indiana might be getting a little bit antsy waiting for this game. Uh-huh. I think they're going to end up coming out stiff. Kent State can surprise a lot of people. I'm actually picking Kent State in this game. Okay. So I go from saying they're going to get blown out to you have them winning. So that's uh, very interesting. I'll tend to take your advice. So I'll definitely keep an eye on that one, make it sure. Keep an eye on it. You know, I'm not going to tell you Kent State is definitely winning this game. I think if you made me actually put money on it, I'd be picking Indiana straight up. But I think as far as a value bracket upset pick where other people aren't going to be making it, um, I, I think there's a lot of value here in Kent State, and I actually did pick them in my bracket. Look, it's fun. It's March Madness. You're supposed to do some of these things. Uh, we just haven't gotten to my upset picks yet. So, um, all right. So uh, I have Indiana. You have Kent State for this one. I want to talk about Miami for a second. Obviously, I'm not sure. Is there is there big guy going to play? Uh, probably not, right, the first game? We really don't know. There's been videos that have come out of him doing, like, karaoke exercises, shooting around. He's walking <laughs> without a boot. He has a brace on. Um, he looks like he's moving okay. The ankle's a little stiff. Um, Jim is kind of not telling us too much about what it's going to be, and that's going to make all the difference if Norchad plays. Um, I really hope Norchad plays. Um, if he doesn't, we're going to struggle especially against uh, Drake Center, Darnell Brody. He's like 275 pounds, huge guy. Um, I believe Norchad's our only starter over 200 pounds. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, there, there's going to be a big size issue there. Um, 
we'll see what happens. I'd call it maybe a 40% chance he plays this game. And then if we win the next game, we'll go up to 50. And I think he will play if we make it to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's really tough. And I guess I'll give you my thoughts about this matchup. So Drake has struggled all season with athletic teams. And again, that's kind of a theme with kind of some of these mid-major teams. They're, they have maybe the skills, but we don't have the high recruits. You don't get the athletes. Miami is extremely athletic. Um, and actually, Drake is really, if you look at the profile, sort of a mid-major version of Miami. Um, they're a very good shooting team, great field goal percentage, um, and, and they know how to score the ball. Um, but the mid-major Miami really shouldn't beat the high-major Miami um, if we have our guys. And, yeah. the, of course, Darnell Brody doesn't necessarily dominate teams with the center, but if Miami doesn't have Norchad, and he could, I mean, he can push around Jordan Miller downside, like, you know, and, and, and uh, AJ Casey and Anthony Walker. I don't trust those guys at all. So we'll, we'll see what it is. And obviously the defensive rebounding will be an issue, but it's not like Drake's an incredible rebounding team. Um, but I, I do like Miami to win the game with or without Norchad, but without Norchad, we're really going to have to sweat. And with Norchad, I actually think Miami's going to take care of him, Tucker DeVry and all. He can score whatever he wants. Um, we've played some better players than him in ACC play um with with Burton um Smith obviously Filipowski is a different type of player but you know I, there's some guys in the ACC we had to deal with and I don't think Tucker DeBry scares us at all um and I, I think Miami Miami handles Drake um easily with Norchad and in a close game without him gotcha uh I agree with you 100 percent uh by the way from the naked eye uh, I thought Drake was just a a, a random team after doing some research, they're a real team, man. They could beat Miami. Um, I agree with Norchad. Uh, I do think this would be less than a five-point game uh, that Miami would win. With Norchad, I think they would win uh, in double digits. Um, yeah, that's really the question around this team. I, I, I'll tell you this right now. Um, they could win the first game, but uh, depending on who they play in the second round, I do not expect them to get far if they, if they lose Norchad. He's that important to their team. He's really their only big guy. And has skill and that can rebound and do, do a lot of the things. We saw it in the game the other day. Um, Larinagos trying to mix and match, and we just got destroyed uh, when uh, Norchad left. Um, they they did keep it relatively close for a while, but uh, overall, Duke uh, won that game. But I, believe, to- yeah, I think we lost by seven in that game. And I will mention, Duke is probably the worst team for Norchad to go out against because they have like two seven. Yeah, starting not even, almost three, yeah. Right, so like against Duke the fact that we were able to keep it so close was very encouraging and impressive to me because I mean without him how are you supposed to ever like Duke got every single offensive rebound the rest of the game we could not get a rebound Drake does not have seven footers like Duke I think the effort Miami was putting in against Duke when they go against Drake they're gonna be like oh this is easy yep so agreed yeah um, with that said, dude, I'm, I'm taking Peck and, and, and Wong over a lot of guys. I think they're going to show up this tournament. Uh, this is Wong's last tournament. I think he's going to show up. I believe this is Peck's gonna, this is going to be Peck's last year too. I think they're both going to enter the draft, but, uh, regardless, Wong will have to enter the draft. Um, and Wong's been playing great. Peck has been worth the 400 K that, uh, <laughs> that he got from, uh, you know, NIL money. But uh, look, this is a good team, a good backcourt. You need shooting in this tournament. We definitely have that. Jordan Miller has been very consistent for us as well. Um, so I do, I do think if they have to outshoot Drake, which I think they will, I think they'll win this game. And then, uh, yeah, let's let's. Uh, any last words in this game? 
Um, look, look for uh, Wooga Poplar to be an X factor. Let's get three threes out of him, and I think we win the game. Yep, agreed. All right. Um, let's let's finish the rest of the region here. Let's do Iowa State and Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I was really tempted to take Pittsburgh because they're really tough, but I ultimately chose Iowa State here. Yeah, this is kind of um, Iowa State to me has been overrated all year. I don't really see that. To me, they're kind of like another West Virginia. Um, they've been consistently seeding them two or three slots higher than I would seed them. Um, Miami absolutely waxed them in the uh, Sweet 16 last year. Um, that was an ACC Big 12 matchup. We got another one here. I think Pitt, I mean, they the ACC was tough, man, and, and people didn't give it any credit. So Pitt's an 11 seed. They're one of the last teams in. They had to beat Mississippi State in that first four game. Mississippi State was favored. Pitt took care of business. Um, Jamarius Burton is unbelievable. Um, he's better than anyone Iowa State has. I'm taking Pitt in this game, and I really like Pitt, actually. Yeah. Uh, I was really on the fence between Pitt and Iowa State. I uh, I chose Iowa State just because of Googling and doing the records and stuff. But looking at Pitt, man, they were really tough, dude. Uh, I might actually have to change my pick there because I, I tend to agree with you. I think Pitt, Pitt could win this game legitimately. So uh, that one I'm on the fence about. But, yeah, I agree. It's going to be close. But, uh, yeah, so you're taking Pitt here, correct? Yeah, I absolutely like Pitt. Let me see what the line is on this game. Yeah, um, I'm curious too. I actually think that's be a very close game. Because I think I, I would actually take Pitt if they were even money. And I bet Iowa State's going to be favored by about five points, let's see. Um, well, why are you look Four points. Iowa State's favored by four. Um, if you're a betting man, I would put money on Pitt plus four. I agree with that 100%. All right. Let's get to um, Xavier, Kennesaw State. Uh, honestly, I've never heard of that school in my entire life till today. I don't even know where Kennesaw State is. Uh, one of my really good friends went to Xavier. Uh, I was literally last week almost in shock. I had no idea Sean Miller was coaching Xavier. I told my friend that went there about it. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty surprising. Look, not that he's a bad coach, just with all the allegations he had with him and DeAndre Aiden and thing, other things that happened that uh, – Arizona. Uh, Arizona, but you saw it, you see it with Rick Patino, who we're going to talk about later. This is his school to get back to and then work his way up. But Xavier is a good program, but uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that Sean Miller team's doing well. So give me Xavier. Um, I'm not going to lie. I never saw a Kennesaw State game. Didn't even know they, they were a college till today. So that's part of the reason why. But mm-hmm. also, I think Xavier is a good team. Yeah. And Kennesaw State's in Georgia. Um, I actually think they're. Getting a little bit underrated by people. I think this is their first ever tournament appearance. I think I think I read something like that. Um, they're just not a good free throw shooting team, and it's very hard as the underdog in the tournament to win these games if you can't hit free throws because that's a way that you can kind of beat a team that's better than you is getting a lot of points at the line and the three point line. Um, and so if you can't hit these free throws, it's 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 very hard to uh to beat a better team in Xavier. So I'm taking Xavier as well. Yep, uh, agreed with that. All right, let's go to Texas A&M, Penn State. Uh, a lot of people have A&M going really far this year. I believe their coach's name is Buzz, which is pretty cool. Buzz uh, Yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy. If anyone wants to watch him, he has, like, uh, weird uh, suits and stuff he wears. He's pretty cool. But uh, A&M and Penn State, look, Penn State's not a joke. A lot of people also have Penn State going far. This is another – I think this is going to be the best game in the region, in my opinion. Uh, this is really a toss-up because they they both play different styles of play, but Penn State's really good. So is a and I'm taking a and not because they're the higher seed. I just think they're the better team. Uh, I think they're going to ultimately win that game, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a slugfest. 
gone back and forth on both of these teams. And this is extremely similar to the Iowa-Auburn game where Iowa and Auburn are kind of parallels in their conferences. Um, Penn State just lost the Big Ten championship. They've made it there. Texas A&M lost the SEC championship. Um, it's kind of funny they did that in the region where they kind of put two of the <laughs> the, the foils from the from yeah the I know SEC against each other. Um, you know I've really gone back and forth in this game the whole time. I think almost half of the people are going to pick A and M, and half will be half are going to pick Penn State. I do think A and M is a slightly better team. Um, Penn State as a program has just never been here really, um, or not in recent years. Whereas A and M has been here a little bit. Um, and I, Buzz Williams it has a lot of tournament experience, and I'm, I'm going to take him um in, in this round one game and to set up which i'm going to go ahead and s- spoil the next one set up a matchup against texas um which will be awesome the rivalry game in round two we don't usually get those um and that's gonna be very exciting yep that's a really cool game and by the way i wish colgate would play any other team but texas because i would act if they played xavier for example i actually potentially would take colgate i think they're actually I totally a agree with you pretty pretty good team it just sucks that they're playing texas it's like the like, worst colgate's been in the tournament year after year <laughs> the past couple of years and they always get close i don't think they've ever won um but they always give teams good games and you know texas is just the strongest two seed i would even consider them against any of the other two seeds except arizona like if they're against marquette ucla or any of the three seeds really other than gonzaga I, I would definitely consider them yeah. against Texas. I'm not, I'm just not giving them a chance. Yeah. I feel so bad for Colgate fans, man. It's the same thing every year. They just always get the wrong matchup in the first right. round. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that region. Let's quickly go through it. I'll go first. Um, Houston, Auburn. Um, I have Houston winning that game. Uh, Miami, Indiana. I have Miami winning that game. I do think uh, our center will be back then. Um, I like our guards more than uh, Jackson for them. Um that's me a tough game. And believe it or not, I'm not trying to be biased at all. I do think that uh I, I do I do think that their star guard for Houston is gonna be out the whole tournament because I really have a hard time seeing him come back. And with that said, I actually believe I truly believe Miami's gonna beat Houston. All bias aside. So that's that side of it. And then I have uh Texas AM and Texas. That's gonna be a really tough game. Um, I think Texas is gonna win that game. And then I have Xavier Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm on the fence, man. Um now that you talk about Pittsburgh, because I do think Xavier's going to get upset at some point. Uh, give me Xavier in a close one. Then Xavier, Texas. I have Texas winning. Then I actually have ultimately Miami losing to Texas because of their size. All right. And I have a pretty similar region to you. So like, the only difference is I actually have Houston without Sasser losing to Iowa. Um, I think if Memphis oh, wow. him, Iowa could beat him, I really do. Um, I think people are going to be very surprised by that. And if Sasser's not back, I mean, that changes the whole Houston team, especially when you get an injury this late. They don't know how to play without him. Yeah, and by the way, quick second. People don't – for people at home, Sasher's like really good. He's arguably the, he's arguably the best player in the team. He's he's the That's why I have Houston uh, slipping up a little bit because he's a big part of their offense. And it's like any other team. Like if, if the Grizzlies lost John Morant, they're not going to be playing as good. So that's kind of like the situation we have here. He's their best player. Right. Or to me, it's like if Miami lost Isaiah Wong, I mean, would you be picking Miami? No. What are they going to – they don't know how to play without him. He, he takes over so many possessions. So it's it's really tough um, for them to play without him. And I, I think Iowa's going to beat them if they, don't, if they don't have him. So this, this Iowa pick is obviously assuming that if Sasser's here, I probably would have Houston in the Final Four. 
Um, but he makes that much of a difference. I mean, Sasser averages 17 points a game. Their next highest player averages 11 points a game. So, I mean, he really, it's that much of a difference. Without him, I do not trust them at all. Um, he, he's their senior leader, only senior on the team that really plays any minutes. Um, and that's kind of what you need to know. So, yeah, without him, I do not trust Houston at all. Yep. 100% agree. Keep going. So, and then after that, I have Miami against Kent State. Um, Miami gets really lucky with that matchup. Um, obviously, Kent State, I thought was good enough to beat Indiana. I don't think they're going to, quote, flash twice in a row. I think Miami handles them. Um, which brings us to the Miami-Iowa matchup, which I think is going to be an excellent game. But Sweet 16 will definitely have Omir back. So if, if we were able to get past Drake and Kent State without Omir, we'll have him for the Sweet 16. And I, I think uh, with Omir coming back, it's going to be a huge boost. Iowa's going to be high off their Houston victory. Um, might be a little bit of a letdown for them against Miami. I think Miami takes that game, makes the Elite Eight. On the other side of the bracket, we got Pitt Xavier. I mean, again, Sean Miller usually flames out in the tournament. Xavier usually flames out in the tournament. Match made in heaven. <laughs> Jamarius Burton is going to have an unbelievable game. To me, he's one of the best players in the tournament altogether. I like Pitt in that game to make the Sweet 16 as an 11 seed. Um, and then we have Texas Tech A&M. And, man, this game is so close. Um, and I really think the winner of this game has a chance to make the Final Four. I would actually pick either team that won to beat Miami. Um, and, spoiler alert, beat Pitt. Um, but I do have Texas in this game winning ever so slightly. Um, and then advancing past Pitt. Um, I think Pitt's run ends in the Sweet 16. They'll have one of their down games. Um, and then we got Texas-Miami. And just as you said, I think Texas is going to be too much for Miami. Yeah, I just think their size is going to be a yeah, problem. Their size they, is they, have like, they have too many big guys that are skilled. Yeah, Texas uh, is too good all around. I don't think Miami's going to beat them. And by the way, if Miami got this far, I'd be super happy with that. So, oh, I'd be thrilled with another lead eight appearance. Amazing season. Yeah, awesome. because yeah. on the hindsight, you get more recruits to come in and it uh, shows that Larry Vega knows what he's doing. So Two um, straight elite eights. I mean, after his zero in program history, I'd be absolutely thrilled. Now, let me ask you a quick question. Let's say Penn State takes care of A&M and Texas. Do you think they could beat Penn State? Um, if Penn State made the elite eight, yes, I think Miami would beat Penn State. Okay, so yeah, it's, that's the beauty of this whole tournament. You just never freaking know. Right, or Pitt could be there too. I mean, yeah. Pitt doesn't beat Texas. They could. Exactly, I agree. Um, it's gonna be a fun one for sure. So so far from the South and Midwest regions, we we both have uh Texas coming out and we both have Bama coming out, correct? Correct. All right, so that's uh over there on that side. Let's uh quickly get through this. Let's do uh the let's do yeah, let's do the east region. Uh because right. this one's pretty fun. Uh yeah, so the east F is the chaos region. Yeah. FDU, FDU uh one last night, and there's a very popular video going out saying, "Look, I saw Purdue. I I, I think we're going to beat them. Uh, I don't think they're as good as 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 we think they are. We can beat them. That's obviously the coach trying to uh, do what they can to to motivate his team. Personally, I think Zach Eady is going to destroy this team. He's like that seven three center. For people that don't watch at home, you should watch him. He's getting comparisons to Yao Ming. He's truly, he truly is the most dominant player in college basketball as far as uh, just." Everything he does, uh, I don't know what he's going to do in the NBA level, but from a pure college standpoint, he's truly dominant. I think Purdue's going to win this one by a landslide. Uh, give me Purdue. And so, you know, I'm buying into this coach a little bit. I know I'm crazy, and I'm not really <laughs> Dickinson in this game, but I am buying in a little bit. I like their fight. I like their fire. And Purdue doesn't give me that killer instinct of a team that can respond to bulletin board material and run with it. 
just at the end of the day, Fairleigh Dickinson, I believe, is the shortest team in the tournament, and Zach Eadie's like seven four. Um, so there's just not a lot of ways to stop that. I mean, you can foul the guy, but he's gonna make his free throws. And you know, I just uh I'm I'm taking Purdue, but I really like the fight from Fairleigh Dickinson and I'm rooting for them. I give them a much better chance than Texan and Corpus Christi or Northern Kentucky. Yeah. And by the way, uh something I gotta say about Purdue. Uh, they always every single year have a have this act to underperform expectations. So I would not be surprised if they lose in the first round. Well, I'd be surprised they lost after you, but what I'm trying to say is um they're in my opinion the weakest number one seed out of all these three teams. Um because if yeah. Edie gets in because if Edie gets in foul trouble, which I think could happen, they, they are screwed. Right. Um so that's something to keep an eye on. Eye out for here's another uh here's another fun fact for you in that vein. So there have been, I forget, it's either 32 or 36 since the tournament started, one and two seeds that have been one and two seeds that were not ranked preseason. Zero of them have ever made the final four. Purdue and Marquette were both unranked preseason. They're the one and two seed in this region. History repeats itself 32, 36 times. It's a lot of times. Neither of them will make the final four. Very interesting uh, history right there. Yeah. Um. Look, last year, I'm not going to lie, I had Purdue going to the Final Four because of Jaden Ivey. Uh, I'm not making that same mistake twice. Yeah. Um, all right, Memphis FAU. All right, we got to talk about FAU for one second. They lost three te- three games all year. Looking at their schedule, I don't think they have, like, a legit awesome win. They just are a good basketball team that got lucked out of the schedule, in my opinion. Uh, great story for FAU. I'm super happy they're in here. I don't want any haters here. I respect what FAU done. I have a lot of friends that went to FAU. With that said, I think Memphis is going to win. I agree with you, and this is a tough matchup. If FAU got, like, West Virginia, or if they got Iowa or Auburn, if they got Arkansas, Illinois, really any of the eight seeds except Maryland. Memphis, I agree 100%. Yeah, I, w- I might have picked them. Memphis is too good. Um, Memphis is just going to present an athletic challenge to them like they haven't seen. And that's kind of a common theme of the tournaments in those – and the in the uh, Cinderella type games, the teams that have no chance are the ones against the athletic teams. Um, because if you play a skilled shooting team like that, you can scheme to stop them. When a team's more athletic than you, what are you supposed to do? You just get run through. So, yep. I, and I think Memphis poses that matchup for FAU. I don't think FAU really has a chance. I mean, that's not true. They totally have a chance. I just think Memphis wins the game. Yeah. Um, and by the way, guys, keep an eye on Memphis in the next couple of years. Uh, they're gonna be a really good basketball team. They get Mikey Williams next year. Um, they could be a pretty good team in the next couple of years, but just this year alone, Penny Hardaway. I just, I just like Memphis more. They have good players. Shout out to uh, Palmetto alumni, uh, Jaden Hardaway on Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, remember how we talked about upsets here, uh, Nate? Uh, I have my first one. Uh, Duke and Oral Roberts. Look, I'm not picking Oral Roberts because they have my name in there. Uh, <laughs> but they won the last 17 games. I think Oral Roberts. Look, Duke is not a great shooting team. They got a bunch of big guys. Oral Roberts has unbelievable shooters. Uh, this is literally like the, the complete polar opposites of style of play here. Uh, I think Oral Roberts is going to win. Um, uh, Madness. Yeah, I just. I just think their shooting is elite, and we've seen this year. Look, Miami took care of them handily, 30 points earlier in the year. I think uh, if their big guy was back for UM, they would have won that game. But 
they got a legit they got I think they have close to a seven footer. I have to look again, but their center's not bad either. Uh, I think I think this is the perfect matchup for Oral Roberts. Uh, I'm not I'm taking the name away from Duke. Not looking at the name, just strictly matchups. I think Oral Roberts is going to win this game. So that's my Man, first this, upset. This one's so tough because I think this is a popular upset pick, but Duke's also a popular Final Four pick. I agree, hundred percent. Like you're either you either with Duke all the way, or you're with Oral Roberts and saying screw Duke. We've seen Duke lose in the first round in a lot of tournaments. Of course, that's because Duke's in a lot of tournaments because tells us they do make the Final Four a lot of times. Which one is it going to be? Duke is super super hot right now. Their shooting has been much improved. Um, and you know, I love Oral Roberts. I mean, we saw how they did in the tournament a couple of years ago. They're even better now. So we know they can do it. They have the guys they've beaten, but teams that look better than them. And Duke is a very upsettable team. I just think that Duke is so hot right now. Um, coming off their ACC championship. I think Duke's going to shoot the lights out actually, and just shut the door on their first round opponent. Um, but I can't wait to watch this game. Yes. Yeah, Oral Roberts, of course, no one wants to root for Duke. Um, but in, in, I give Oral Roberts a real chance to win. I just think Duke is steamrolling everybody right now. So I'm, I'm taking Duke. Yeah. And by the way, guys, for people at home, just, just keep an eye on Oral Roberts. They, they seriously can shoot lights out, man. They're, um, it be a very high scoring game. We'll put it yeah, that way. It's a very, it's going to be a very fun game to watch. So that's why I love I'm, this tournament. is one of the games I'm most excited to watch. A hundred percent. That's it. That is, what is that game actually? Now that I'm, we're talking about it. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's see. Um, Gonna have to save it. Should have. Um, today at seven ten p.m. Oh, so they play tonight. Okay. Yeah. Well, definitely. Prime time, of course. Prime time tonight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Give me Oral Roberts, man. Screw it. I I just really like their team. All right. Let's get to Tennessee, Louisiana. I'll let you go first on this one. And so Louisiana to me doesn't jump off the page in any way. Um, because Tennessee is a very upsettable team. Um, but. Like, I just haven't gotten anything when I've been reading about Louisiana that makes me think that they're just the team to pull off the upset. Um, so they got the right matchup, which is unfortunate for some of the teams that didn't get the right matchup. Um, like, if you had Furman here, I'd probably be picking them. But, yeah, Tennessee, the four seeds were not impressive to me this year, um, except for we'll get to UConn. But, really, Indiana, is, they're good, but man, I haven't gotten upset. Virginia, I haven't sweet 16, but only because of light matchups. Um, Tennessee, again, I'm not excited about. So UConn's really the only four seed I thought was good this year. But I, I don't love Tennessee, but I will take them to beat Louisiana just because I don't, I'm don't. i not getting anything from Louisiana. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Tennessee, but I will say this. I really hate Rick Barnes' teams. This is a guy that had Kevin Durant and uh, DJ Augustine when they were – obviously Kevin Durant was amazing. But DJ Augustine College for Texas was unbelievable, and he just – has an act of choking every year. I just don't like any teams that Rick Barnes coaches, but I'll take Tennessee. But uh, then again, man, I, I hate to say it. If our Roberts gets past Duke, I actually could see them getting to uh, the sweet 16. Absolutely. You're totally right. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, one big thing for uh, Tennessee is ever since the guy Ziegler tore his ACL, they just haven't been the same team. Um, he's their point guard. And just without him, they don't know how to play. Um, and they, 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 they just really have collapsed. Um, Vanderbilt has actually taken care of them. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've watched them and I just don't think that they're just not impressive to me. They really have not been impressive since he's gone down. Yep. All right. That brings us to Kentucky Providence. Um, Providence is pretty good this year, man. I think they're a little bit underseated in my opinion, but, uh, totally agree with you. 
Um, kind of sucks that they're playing Kentucky. I do think that after the last two upsets, uh, back-to-back years for Kentucky, I do think Calipari is going to get out of the first round. Um, I do think they're going to be Providence. Kind of sucks. I wish Providence would play almost any other team, but I do think Calipari is motivated. I do think Kentucky's on the right foot now, and I do think they're going to get out of the first round. As someone who has watched Kentucky twice very recently, again, because of Vanderbilt, um, and I'll tell you the score is 68-60 to 60 at Kentucky. Vanderbilt wins 80 to 73 SEC tournament. Vanderbilt wins. Um, Kentucky doesn't scare me. And I think, I think Kentucky's overseeded, honestly. And I get the whole thing where, oh, they've been upset two years in a row. Not going to be upset again. I, I don't think this is an upset. I actually think Providence is just better than Kentucky. <laughs> getting overseeded because of their name. They've done nothing impressive to me really all year. They rebound the hell out of the ball. That's great. Um, and against a mid-major, I think they take care of them. Providence is no mid-major. They played in the Big East. I saw them against Miami. Miami did beat them pretty easily, but Miami's a lot better than Kentucky, in my opinion. And I like Providence to win this game. I'd really like the 11s this year. I I don't disagree with you, man. I think uh, Providence has a legit chance to win that game. Uh, again, I'm taking Calipari more than the actual team. But, no, that's uh, fair. We- would not surprise me if uh, Providence wins that game in the least. Ed bit. Cooley knows how to win some games in the tournament. That's yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I I would make an argument that uh, Providence and Memphis just switch seeds. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were higher. But anyways, despite the point, yeah, I have Kentucky. Now, Kansas State um, is an interesting team. Uh, I Spoiler alert, I have them beating Montana State. They have that. Uh, what's it? You know who he is? The guard. He's really, really good. I just I'm really bad at names. Oh, um, um yeah, he's he, Nigel Pack's backcourt. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually blanking on his name right now too. Give me a second here. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, uh, I think he was first team as well, right? Um, I think he was first team all big, all, all, uh, all, all I'm definitely first team all Big Twelve. I don't know if he's a first team all American. Um, Marcus Noel, right? Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, let me uh hold on. Well, when you talk about that, look, Kansas State, uh, they are really good. They're going to beat Montana State. Spoiler alert, I also have them being Kentucky. Um, they have a, they are my favorite three seed in this whole competition. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to them later. But, yeah, Kansas State has a chance to make a pretty deep run here. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up these All-American teams. No, no worries, no worries. Um. Well, you, you already gave your pick for the Kansas State, Montana State, right? Um, I did not, but I will say I think Kansas State's gonna win this game. Um, the one two punch of uh Noel and then the, the forward um Keontae Johnson is gonna be too much for them. Um when you got two guys scoring over fifteen points a game, um you're gonna you're gonna handle them. Yep. Okay, so he was a uh they were both third team all Americans. Um, not first team, but I believe um, I, I believe he was first team all Big Twelve, like I was saying. Um, let me let me double check. Yeah, they yes, have a they, yes. They, they, have a... they were both first team all Big Twelve, him and Johnson. But yeah, so he's first team all Big Twelve, third team all American. Yeah, he's uh he's a beast man. Um, all right, let's get to Michigan State USC. Um, I kind of feel bad for USC man. They always play teams like that just. Like USC has a good basketball team. I just think Tom Izzo, Michigan State's finally getting their healthy players back. They got a good backcourt. They got a pretty good team. I'm taking Michigan State. 
Yeah, it feels like Izzo never loses in that first round. I mean, he's yeah, kind of been swirling around the seven, eight, nine seed range for a while now. Um, and last year they ran into Duke and lost that game. Um, but it was it was close. Um, so yeah, I I think uh, Michigan State just handles the first round, and we haven't seen the same out of USC. And just off of that information, it's all I need to say. I think Michigan State is going this game. Yep. All right. Um, let's get to the last one. Marquette, Vermont. Uh, a lot of people like Marquette this year. They're a two seed, obviously. They have uh, what's his name, the coach. Uh, I'm blanking out. Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart. He's getting a lot of praise for the Georgetown job too. Um, Mar, Mar. I think Marquette is a really good team, man. Uh, give me Marquette over Vermont. In respect to Vermont, man. Uh. I can't believe they made it, but they did. Uh, this is a sneaky game. Vermont can shoot the hell out of the ball, so I would not be surprised if it's a close game, but give me Marquette. I'm going to read you off Vermont's start of the season this year because um, I remember they were supposed to play Miami, and then there was like a major snowstorm, and they actually had to cancel the game. Um, and at that time, Vermont was horrible. And I, I look back up, and all of a sudden, they're in the tournament. Let, let's listen to Vermont's start of the season. So they lose to St. Mary's 79-53. to and they lose to Cal State Fullerton, 94-85. They lose to USC, 59-57. They lose to Iona, 71-50. They lose to Yale, 73-44. And then they beat Ball State by five. They lose to UNC Wilmington, 68-66. They lose to Long Beach State, 78-58. Then December comes, and they basically haven't lost since. <laughs> They've lost a couple games, but mostly haven't lost. So they start off the season losing every game by like 30 points to like random schools. And then all of a sudden they rip off every win for the rest of the season. So I don't know what to make of Vermont. Um, I don't know if someone came back, they figured something out, if they're hot. I, I don't know what the deal is, but they did play USC close in that one game randomly. But I don't think they have what it takes to beat Marquette. Um, I think a team that has the capacity to lose those games that badly, um, I, I don't I don't like them against Marquette. So yeah we're, we're gonna um all right let's finish off this this region here um i'll let you go first nate yeah so um we got purdue against memphis um it's gonna be an awesome game i think a lot of people are taking memphis here um i think memphis is being overvalued in this spot um purdue is still the better team um yes memphis just beat the other one seed in houston but that was without sasser without sasser houston's more of a five seed honestly um so Purdue, though they're not maybe deserving of a one, they were probably deserving of a two. Um, and I'll take Purdue in this game over Memphis. Um, so then we have Duke against Tennessee. Um, I think Tennessee gets crushed here by Duke, and Duke rolls into the Sweet 16 um, to set up a matchup with Purdue. Um, we'll, go, we'll keep going down the bracket. We have Providence against Kansas State. I've gone back and forth on this game. I wanted to pick Providence, but I'm going to take Kansas State. Um just because I think Providence is a better chance of losing to Kentucky than Kansas State does to Montana State. Kind of similar to my Baylor game that I had over there in the um, in the South bracket. But I am going to take Kansas State here. I think they got the guys to get it done. Um, and then we have Marquette against uh, Michigan State. Very dangerous Izzo team um, against Shaka Smart. Both, turn both guys who have had a lot of tournament success. Um, but I will take um Marquette in this matchup they're just much better than Michigan State yeah. um, really everywhere in the ball and that leaves me with uh Marquette um and Kansas State and then Duke and Purdue so one five two three and from there we're kind of gonna I think we're gonna get into some of these upsets so 
I know a lot of people are taking Duke over Purdue. I'm going to do it as well. And it's really tough because obviously Duke has to get through Oral Roberts, but Purdue has to get through Memphis. And I think if we have this Duke-Purdue matchup, Duke has the size to really stop Zach Eady. And he's after when you stop him, you stop Purdue. So I, I like Duke in this game um, to make that Elite Eight. And then I got Marquette taking care of um, Kansas State in a very close game. I like Marquette a little bit more than them. Um, another And another kind of fun fact, which goes against Kansas State, teams that haven't made the semifinals of their conference tournament have uh, never won the championship. Of course, this is just getting to the Elite Eight, but it's something to think about. I'll take Marquette. Gotcha. Um, and then we have Marquette versus, versus uh, Duke. And I think this is where Duke's run comes to an end. Um, year one for uh, for John Shire, Elite Eight, I would call a success. But I, I like Marquette to make the Final Four here um, and become the first two seed that was not preseason ranked to ever make the Final Four. Um, yeah. that, that, that's how I have this bracket finishing up. Since I don't have Duke getting past the first round, I do agree with your statement that uh, that they are literally the perfect team to play Purdue because they could stop Edie because they have so many big guys. Uh, so that is a really good point. All right, I have Purdue-Memphis. Uh, I have Purdue actually in a very close game. Then I have Oral Roberts at Tennessee. Give me Oral Roberts, man. I just do not trust Barnes uh, in any second-round game until he shows me otherwise. I think Tennessee is actually a little bit uh, high, higher seeded than I like them to be. So give me Oral Roberts. Then Kentucky-Kansas State. I have Kansas State winning that game and Michigan State-Marquette. Uh, I'm on the fence with this one. I'm going to take Marquette. I just – We've seen Tom Izzo before. He hasn't he when he won the national championship, he wasn't a one seed either, and then they won. But he he knows what he's doing in this type of tournament. Um, but give me Marquette just because they're the better basketball team. Then I have Kansas State and Marquette. I have Kansas State, man, getting to the to uh to the sweet 16. Um and then I have Purdue Oral Roberts. I do think Oral Roberts run ends here. Give me Purdue. And then Purdue at Kansas State. I actually like Kansas State beating Purdue. So I actually have Kansas State in the final four. Um, I am super high on Kansas State. I think they they have a chance to make a really deep run. I believe if you have one of the best players in college basketball on your team, you can always make a deep run, and that guy's a beast. So uh, kind of ironic. I don't know his name. I forgot, but I've watched plenty of Kansas State games. I, I really like this team. Uh, so I have Kansas State coming out of that region. All um, right. But we both agree that Purdue's not coming out, right? No, I think we agree Purdue's not coming out. Yes. All right. So to uh so our final three right now are Bama, uh Texas, and I have Kansas State and you have Marquette, correct? That's correct. All right. Um, let's get to the last one, the West region. Quickly wrap this up. Kansas at Howard. I have Kansas. Um, and by the way, I, I was curious about Howard, so I did some research. This is another team that could shoot. Uh, but Kansas can shoot. I do think that uh, Grady Dick is a really good shooter. They have some, they have obviously Jalen Williams as another guy. Um, I like Kansas a lot this year. So give me Kansas over Howard. How about you? Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Um, one thing to watch in Kansas is Bill Self was actually out today. Um, he's been out. He had some heart procedure done. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye on him, but he's not, he's not coaching today. Um, they did lose to Texas without him. They also have some injury concerns. Um, so, you know, Kansas is a very strong team all season, but they they're not at their best right now. So just something to keep them keep in mind. Uh, I agree. Uh, there are reports that self should be back by then, but uh, you never know what the, those type of serious uh, things he has going on. So, um, and like I said, I'm big on coaching. So obviously there could be an issue there. Um, Arkansas, Illinois, I'll let you go. 
Yeah. Um, not too excited about either of these teams. I know some people are a little bit high in Illinois. Arkansas has made runs in the tournament the past two years straight to the Elite Eight. Um, this year, Arkansas loses in the first round. Um, they, they're not as good as they were um, the past two seasons. And I, I think um, their little run of Elite Eights comes to an end here. Um, and, and, and we take Illinois in this game. Uh, they've just been playing a little bit better basketball. But not, neither of these teams is very exciting to me. Yep. Um, by the way, uh, in case people don't notice, but uh, Arkansas actually has a potential top five pick in the NBA draft this year. Uh, I believe his name is Nick Smith. I have to look at look it up. But for a while, he was the favorite coming out as the number one pick out of college. Uh, I believe he's a guard. I have to do research, but he's apparently really, really good and really talented. I haven't watched any Arkansas game, but I do know that they have a, a fantastic player. And for that reason, I'm taking Arkansas here. That that is fair. In the tournament, the stars do uh do definitely come out to play. So very possible. Sorry, I got to stop for one second. I'm getting uh sure. And, yeah, so Nick Smith was the number three overall recruit in 2022. They actually have three freshmen that were top 20 recruits last year. So people expected a lot from Arkansas. And they have Nick Smith as the number three recruit, Anthony Black, number 14, Jordan Walsh, number 17. Um, And they've all played big minutes. But when you have such a young team in the tournament, um, they commit a lot of turnovers, and that's kind of what Arkansas has done all year. Yeah. Um, They went 8-10 and in the SEC. Um, A little bit disappointing season for Eric Musselman, and I think it – I just think it ends this like this game. Gotcha. All right. Um, St. Mary's VCU. Uh, every time I think of VCU, I think about that time they beat uh, FSU in the first round uh, when they were ranked really high. Um, I like St. Mary's, man. They're always good in these type of tournaments. Uh, they always known for shooting. Uh, give me St. Mary's over VCU. Although I do think that game will be close. So at, at a risk of undervaluing St. Mary's, because obviously they're not a big school. Um They've kind of just, I mean, they lost, they just lost the West Coast uh, Tournament Championship to Gonzaga by 26 points. And they lost to Gonzaga again by nine, um, two games prior. Um, so, you know, they have not been playing that well recently. Um, and, you know, like they were good in the beginning of the year. And just kind of in the past month or so, they've kind of fallen off. I'm a little bit wary of picking them. Um VCU, I'm obviously don't know super much about. I haven't done as much research on them as I should. Um, but I'm just, I'm honestly picking on the name here. We know VCU's made the final four before. Um, and I don't I'm really picking against St. Mary's here as much as I'm picking for VCU, but I'm picking VCU in this game as a 12-5 upset. Gotcha. Um, and by the way, I don't disagree with you. I do think VCU could win this game easily. Um all right, UConn, Iona. I'm not going to lie, Nate. I have been on the fence on this game for a while. UConn is just such a really good team. If Iona was playing virtually anyone else in this bracket, I probably would pick Iona. I really like Rick Patino's team this year. I think they're on a mission. I do think this would be a very close game, but give me UConn. But I really want to take Iona for the longest time. I feel similarly to you. Just UConn's really good, and they're a huge rebounding team. Um, And when you're playing against those mid-majors and you can rebound the ball – it really lowers their margin for error because even if you're not shooting well, you can get, you get the boards and it just, it makes it so like, cause that, that's not going to change game to game really. So it makes it very tough to get beat by a mid major. You can rebound like that. And so I think UConn is going to take the game. It's hard to pick against Rick Pitino, but UConn the beginning of the year was the best team in the country. They still played well the rest of the season. Um, and so I, I like UConn here. Yep. Great. hundred percent agree. Um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man, because I really wanted Iona, but it's all right. Um, yeah. TCU Arizona State. This is another one where I really struggled. Um, I do like Arizona State. Um, I just think ah, TCU the way that they their style of play, I do think they're going to win this game. I really am trying to pick an upset here, but I just think TCU is going to win this game. Yeah, and so Arizona State just scored 98 points against Nevada in a 25-point blowout in the first four. It's made me kind of reconsider um, my pick here because I do have TCU as my only six-seed winning. Um, but I'm sticking with TCU. I mean, I thought Nevada was a ridiculously weak inclusion. And they again, they're in the Mountain West. They got included because people think the Mountain West is so good. Um, they got included over Clemson, who did, by the way, lose in the NIT. But a lot of times the NIT, it's a letdown when you almost make the tournament. Um, so I think they would have played differently in the tournament. Um, but I was very annoyed at Nevada inclusion, so I'm not giving Arizona State too much credit for that. And honestly, the Pac-12 is pretty weak. Arizona State didn't do that great in the Pac-12. Um, TCU had to struggle through the Big 12. They put up a great record there. Um, notably, I think Eddie Lampkin is no longer with the team. Um, and He was kind of their star last year, but they've kind of done well without him. Um, and so I'm going to take TCU in this game as the only six seed to get the win. Yep. Uh, agreed, man. Um, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Gonzaga Grand Canyon. Um, honestly, man, I'm so tired of picking Gonzaga every year to, to be the favorite to win it all. But I do think they're going to be Grand Canyon. Uh, kind of fun to have a university. Um, I actually Googled them cause I was curious. They actually are a pretty good team. Uh, but, uh, give me Gonzaga here. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I saw something called Grand Canyon on my bracket against Gonzaga, and I clicked Gonzaga and moved on. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny, man. Yeah, I was like, oh, Grand Canyon, no chance, Gonzaga. <laughs> yep. Um, next one is Northwestern Boise State. Um, believe it or not, I actually have Boise State here. Um, I think they are a sharpshooting team. They have a pretty skilled big guy. Um, I like Boise State over Northwestern. Yeah, and Boise State's actually my favorite Mountain West team. Um, Northwestern has been very good all year. Um, very, very underrated because of their name. I'd be annoyed if I was a Northwestern fan by the way people are treating them, but I am also taking Boise state. Um, I just like how they match up in this game. Um, I've been on the fence. I think this game's really a coin flip. Um, the only reason to take Boise state here is because you're getting a little bit of an upset value. Um, but it's really a coin flip game. It can go either way. They're just both pretty good teams. Yep. All right. Um, then the last one we had, was that the last one? No, UCLA, UNC Asheville. By the way, UCLA lost their best defender, arguably the best defender in college basketball. Yes. Um, I actually would have picked UCLA, UCLA to win the whole thing if he was back. Seriously, that's how good I think they were. I, I totally agree with you. I think it's a huge, huge impact. It sucks, man, because their coach is good. Um, I do have them getting out beating UNC Asheville, though, so give me UCLA. I agree with you on that. All right. So now for the rest of the bracket, um, I have Kansas against Illinois. Um, we're going to take Kansas again. I was telling you, I don't think Illinois or Arkansas is impressive. Kansas wins with or without Bill Self. Um, and then we have VCU against UConn. UConn gets lucky with another mid-major out-rebound next step. So then we got Kansas-UConn. And this is going to be a game. Um, a lot of people are anticipating this matchup. Um, this, this, this West bracket really has a brutal one through four, um, where they're going to beat each other up. Um, and that's why it makes it very hard to take the champion out of this bracket. Cause how can you be confident that any of them are going to make it out? Um, but 
In Kansas, UConn, I am going to stick with Kansas, the defending champs. This is very dependent on Bill Self. It helps that this is in the second weekend. Um, and it's also very dependent on Kansas's health. I think if Kansas is not a full strength, they will not win this game. So I'm betting on Kansas being a full strength. Um, but this is going to be very, very close. Um, but I will take Kansas. And on the bottom half, we got TCU Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is playing unbelievable right now. Gonzaga is going to roll over TCU. Um, and then we have Boise State UCLA. I think Boise State's really going to give UCLA fits. This could be our 10-2 upset like we saw last year with Miami-Auburn. Um, but I'll give UCLA one more round. Um, but I do think UCLA's run ends against Gonzaga, especially um, with their injuries. Um, so that gives us Gonzaga versus Kansas in the Elite Eight. It's very hard to make the Final Four two years in a row. Um, and maybe Kansas, if someone gets re-injured here, that's kind of what I'm making on. I'm actually picking Gonzaga to make the Final Four. All right. Um, that's a lot of information there. Uh, don't disagree with a lot with a lot you said. Um, I have, let's see, Kansas, Arkansas, I have Kansas. Then I have St. Mary's at UConn. I have UConn beating St. Mary's for a Kansas-UConn uh, matchup. And then I have TCU-Gonzaga. I have Gonzaga beating TCU and Gonzaga-UCLA. Or I have UCLA beating UC, uh, Boise State and Gonzaga beating uh, UCLA, which sucks because, like, again, if UCLA had their guy, i actually pick UCLA to win that game. So somehow, someway, Gonzaga finds life. Then I have Kansas beating UConn, which I think UConn's be a very, very close game, by the way. Um, but I have Kansas nearly getting that one. Then I have Kansas-Gonzaga. I actually have uh, Kansas winning that game, so I have them in the Final Four. All right. So um, let's start with your Final Four first, Nate, and then you pick the winner. All right, so I have Bama against um, Marquette, and I have um, Texas against Gonzaga. So I think uh, Bama is going to be licking their chops at this matchup, um, and the, the East is just a weak region. Honestly, the entire – Almost all the, the talent in the whole brackets in the Midwest and the West. Um, but uh, Alabama is, gets to take Marquette here, and I think Alabama is going to handedly beat Marquette. Um, Marquette, incredible Final Four run like they did with Dwayne Wade, but it ends against a Bama team that's just too strong. Um, so then we flip over to the other side, and we got Gonzaga against Texas. Um, it's also good. This is going to be an amazing game. Two excellent teams. I like Texas to actually make the final um again and beat gonzaga um but it's tough because when you look back texas could lose as early as round two and yet i have them in the championship but i could say the same about gonzaga gonzaga could lose as early as round three really yeah um, but but i am taking texas to make the championship here i think the big 12 champion champion of the best conference um is going to be the team that makes the championship game um and then my championship I'm actually going to take Texas over Alabama in revenge for, I think it was the 2009 national championship where Colt McCoy wow. got hurt. I think Texas, uh, the football national championship, obviously. I think Texas beats Alabama in the national championship game. The Big 12 makes it three in a row. Um, and Texas is on top of the basketball world. What a story, man. Um, from firing Chris Beard to winning the national championship. Yep. Uh, that'd be quite a story. Don't disagree with you. I think Texas has all, all the makings to win it this year. Um they got the shooting and they got the big guys. So with that said, I have uh, Alabama and Kansas State. I have Bama winning, uh, finally beating Kansas State. And then Kansas at Texas. I have Kansas winning. And then I have Bama and Kansas in the final. And I actually have Kansas winning 85 to 79. Uh, wow. I, also, I also bet on Repeat. them. To win. 
Yeah, to win it all. Um, I just I think Bill Self will be back. I really am big on teams that won it last year. I think that's a big deal. Jalen Williams was on this team last year. He's back again. Uh, Jalen Wilson, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Wilson. Um, Wilson and Grady Dick is a one-two punch like anyone. Yeah. I'll give Grady, you that. Yeah, Grady Dick. I'm just super – he's a freshman, but, man, this guy can absolutely shoot it, dude. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what you need to win it all. Um, they also have some – they have size. I won't say that they're big guys, uh, you know, going to destroy you, but I, I do think they are a very fundamental team. Um, and, yeah, I just – Look, I like Alabama a lot. I just – I have a hard time seeing them win six games in a row because they have choked at times. They have uh, – and I just – we're going to have to see, man. This – oh, by the way, Brandon Miller may not be in trouble, but this is a lot of uh, noise surrounding his team. We just saw today he needed like six security guards to go into the uh, stadium with all the security. When you have noise like that around, I do think that's a little distracting. I do think ultimately that can affect you a little bit. I'm not blaming the reason they're going to lose, but I just – I do think uh, I just think I know Alabama is a pre uh, overall favorite to win. I just don't see him winning. I have Kansas winning. Oh, very true, and I think Kansas is as good as anyone in the country. Um, I actually, I I told you I think Alabama, Kansas, and Texas to me are the three best teams. Yeah. Um, I'm just picking against Kansas because I think there's a ton of adversity um, around their their team. Um, and it's just really hard to beat UConn, Gonzaga, um, Texas, and Alabama in a row. That's like a gaunt. That's a crazy gauntlet. That I just don't think anyone can get through. That 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 path to me is like four straight national championship games. As good as I think Kansas is, I don't think they get there. And the other thing is Texas two and one against Kansas this year, including the most recent game. Um, and I like. What's up, guys? Robert Ventulin here. I'm joined by Nathan Wasserman. We're going to talk about uh, March Madness. Give us our picks and brackets from the tournament uh and give us our your your final four and we're gonna give you our winner so what's up nate what's up man 